Welcome to the Vocational Education Podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Dan. Working within compliance frameworks for trainers and assessors. Compliance is not a dirty word. The purpose of a set of regulatory standards and associated legislation is to ensure registered training organisations operate in a sustainable business fashion. In this sense, it is a smart idea for RTOs to operate within these frameworks as they set a high standard, not only for the internal matters of running a training organisation, but for ensuring high quality, measurable and repeatable training outcomes. The areas of regulation and legislation that RTOs need to operate within includes the Standards for Registered Training Organisations, the RTO Standards 2015, and the State Regulators for Victoria and WA the Australian Qualifications Framework, the Fit and Proper Persons Requirements, Financial Viability Risk Assessment Requirements, Data Provision Requirements, Work Health and Safety Legislation, the Copyright Act, Anti-Discrimination Legislation, and the Privacy Act. As most RTOs are either proprietary limited or listed companies, they are also required to meet the various obligations regulated by ASIC and the ASX where applicable. Fortunately, not all standards apply to all roles within an RTO. Instead, the responsibility and accountability sits with the CEO and or the directors. And the individuals within the RTO are only expected to comply with the elements of the standards and legislation that directly apply to their roles. Trainers and assessors in the VET sector should pay particular attention to the RTO standards, specifically the following elements. Standard 1 stipulates that the training organisation is responsive to industry and learner needs and delivers training by appropriately qualified trainers and assessors. Trainers should ensure that they have the resources and equipment to meet the learner's needs in attaining the specific units or modules regardless of delivery mode. Assessors must be aware of and strive to exceed the minimum standards of the principles of assessment and rules of evidence. Assessors should endeavour to participate in scheduled validations of the resources that they use on a regular basis. While this isn't mandatory, it covers the intent of sections 1.9 to 1.11 of this standard. Sections 1.13 to 1.24 specifically describe the requirements of the trainers and assessors delivering and assessing recognised units of competency or accredited modules for an RTO. Basically, as a trainer, you must demonstrate the relevant industry knowledge and skills, the industry currency, and hold an appropriate qualification within that industry to deliver the accredited unit or module. In addition, there is the requirement for an appropriate training qualification, which at the time of recording this is the TAE 40116 Certificate for in Training and Assessment. There are a few caveats for those who hold older qualifications or skill sets or are delivering TAE training package qualifications. It is best to refer to the current version of the standards to ensure that you are appropriately qualified. RTOs may, if they wish, hold their staff to higher standards than the minimum prescribed in the RTO standards. For this reason, it's important to refer to your RTO-specific policies on the matter. For example, an RTO might require that you hold higher qualifications than those being delivered or assessed, or that you work under supervision when conducting certain training or assessment tasks. An example of unsustainable practices. A large RTO operating in the past ran diploma-level business qualifications using low-paid, full-time trainers. Industry currency was attained by having the trainers and assessors participate in basic business operations within the RTO itself. 
The issue this raised was in the applicability of the trainer's knowledge and skills to the industries for which their students were training. Whilst it cannot be expected that trainers gain experience across countless industries, the limited amount of exposure to financial decision-making, operational planning, project management and the like made the role of the trainer disputable. This led to complaints and questions being raised with the RTO and the regulator. While the RTO ultimately met its end due to a number of factors, this example certainly contributed to that result. Ethical behaviour Anti-discrimination legislation and workplace health and safety legislation enforce some key ethical and safety-based standards based upon businesses and individuals in Australia. Trainers and assessors should be fully compliant with these standards and any codes of conduct or values determined by their employer or contracting RTO. Typical standards that can be demonstrated within a training and assessment context include, but are definitely not limited to, 1. Treating every student in a fair manner. This starts with an acute awareness of your own cognitive biases, stereotyping and personal values. Are they in line with the RTO's policies and employment requirements? Fairness can be demonstrated by actively and mindfully approaching every interaction with a student whether face-to-face or via any other communication mode on an objective and factual foundation. When biases are recognised, trainers and assessors must actively work to overcome these to maintain equity and fairness in their dealings. 2. Physical safety. It is the trainers and assessors' duty of care to ensure that training and assessment occurs in a risk-minimised environment and that students are not placed in an unreasonable position that may cause them harm. The following units of competency related to trainer qualifications require that trainers identify, report and in some cases control hazards in their learning environment. These units are the TAE DEL 401 which is plan, organise and deliver group based learning, the 402 which is plan, organise and facilitate learning in the workplace and the DEL 301 provide work skill instruction. The TAE ASS 402 assess competence requires the same standards for assessors. 3. Psychological safety. In addition to physical harm, students are susceptible to psychological harm. As trainers and assessors are responsible for the safety of their students, this legal duty applies. According to Safe Work Australia, psychosocial hazards or factors are anything in the design or management of work that increases the risk of work-related stress. A stress response is the physical, mental and emotional reactions that occur when a worker perceives the demands of their work exceed their ability or resources to cope. Work-related stress, if prolonged and or severe, can cause both psychological and physical injury. Stress itself does not constitute a physical or psychological injury. Ways in which a trainer or assessor can minimise the risk of prolonged stress are Monitor and respond to excessive study, training or assessment demands as they are perceived by the student. Ensure there is no bullying, aggression or harassment within the learning and assessment environment. Effectively manage conflict. Remain fair in all training and assessment related decision making. Always provide clear instructions. And finally be mindful of each learner's verbal and non-verbal cues and respond effectively. Privacy. The heightened threat and instances of digital theft has exposed Australia and its citizens to the real problems surrounding personal security. RTOs are required to comply with the Australian Privacy Principles enforced by the Privacy Act 1988. For trainers and assessors, 
These principles relate to what can and cannot be done with personal information of their students. In summary, trainers and assessors must 1. Abide by the RTO's privacy policy. 2. Do not discuss or disclose personal information, including assessment results, with anyone who is not required by the RTO to know that information. And 3. Do not sell, bargain or in any way disseminate any student's personal data. The Australian Skills Quality Authority has additional privacy measures when it comes to handling student data. Trainers and assessors must therefore ensure all data of student results and associated information is accurate and meets the requirements of these reporting standards. So to conclude and, and make some recommendations here, being a competent trainer and assessor goes beyond classroom charisma, attention to detail and student-focused behaviours. Compliance is the secret source that ensures a long and fruitful career in the vocational education sector. I recommend that full-time and contract trainers and assessors seek to undertake the BSB AUD412 Work Within Compliance Frameworks Unit from the Business Services Training Package. This helps you to identify, interpret, manage and practice fully compliant workplace behaviours. Now this unit is available as a short course through SPEC training and can be completed within about a four week time frame for around $297. So please reach out to us if you would like to find out more information on 1300-029-121 or contact Sharon on info at spectraining.edu.au. That's all I have for this particular podcast, but I wanted to get this out there because I know there's a great fear among the community with regards to compliance and what the standards actually require of you, a trainer and assessor. All the best and I'll see you in the vocational sector. <laughs>